You're listening to the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? I am your host today, Isaiah Ramirez. More importantly, though, let's welcome you guys to WMSC Upper Montclair and the Morning Buzz. And I am joined by some of the greatest contributors on planet Earth. We'll start off first with my official new co-host, because I am the official new host, Cam Martin, followed by a newscaster in Ali Leach, and our UK contributor, Mia Lewinton. And then, why don't we just jump right into a newscast, huh? Okay, so let's get started. Um, I'm Ali Leach, and here's a newscast. In international news, COVID outbreaks return in many parts of the world thanks to the new Delta variant surging. The New York Times reports that, Europe, that European countries have started enacting travel bans again, and that in countries like South Korea, there are new clusters of the disease popping up all over their countries. The New York Times also reports that scientists believe that the Delta variant may be twice as transmissible as the original coronavirus. heat wave has killed dozens and hospitalized more in the U.S. NPR reports that authorities have said that at least six deaths in Washington and Oregon could have been linked to the heat wave that began in the area on Friday. Temperatures in Portland topped at least 116 degrees on Monday, and health officials in Oregon reported that on Tuesday there was a sharp increase in emergency room visits for heat-related illnesses. And in local news, power power outages strike Montclair thanks to a summer heat wave. Patch.com reports that a little under 100 PSE&G customers were affected in five separate outages around 5 p.m. PSE&G said that utility crews are ready to respond to service interruptions if they occur. And now it's time for a weather update. In Montclair right now, it is currently 70 degrees with a high of 82 and a low of 66 today. It is partly cloudy and there's an 80% chance of rain starting around 4 p.m. and that will last through the night into tomorrow morning. And that has been your newscast. I'm going to throw it back to Isaiah's. Wow, a lot of great news we just learned today, guys. But I think the craziest story to me was the weather in Portland, 116 yeah. degrees. That's painful. Like, I like extreme that, heat. That's, 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 too much. that's too much. That's a lot. Yeah. I know. I wonder what Portland's weather in the summer normally it's is like. Pro- yeah, I would, warm, I would think I probably like, you know, 90s at most. Yeah, it's probably super extreme for them. I, I doubt that they're used to it because yeah. it's really yeah, up north now. Definitely not used to it. I hear a lot of people saying that a lot yeah. of people don't even have air conditioning in some of those areas because they're not used to the heat like wow. that. Wow. makes sense. But this stuff. That's crazy stuff. Well, if only there was a Portland team in sports right now. But let's go ahead and throw it to Cam with the sports. Well, funny mention the Portland team, uh, the whole coaching situation, but that's that's a whole nother can of worms. Um, so the Tour de France crash, we all saw it. It was caused by an individual with a sign. She's under police custody now. Uh, she was cheering on her grandparents and, point, and turned towards the camera, and you know caused a giant collision. However, the Tour de France. They have withdrawn their lawsuit by saying the story has been blown out of proportion. Uh, they're not going to you know, pursue any more charges. They just want to enforce the safety rules about the Tour de France. Typical stuff. Uh, now that you mentioned the Portland team, we're going to talk some basketball. Chris Paul dropped a 41-point masterpiece, become the, the oldest person in NBA history to score 25-plus points in the consecutive closeout games. 
Oh, yeah, by the way, the Suns won 130 to 103. It will battle the winner of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Hawks and Bucks for the NBA title. Speaking of finals, game two of the Stanley Cup, Stanley Cup Finals took place last night. Blake Coleman's buzzer beater in the second period gave Tampa all the momentum in the world, and those Lightning fans got rewarded with a 2-0 series lead. Game three is held tomorrow in Montreal. And where's Montreal, you say? It's in Canada, right? Happy Canada, it's Mark, and listeners up north. To local listeners, specifically our baseball fans in Queens, today's Bobby Bonilla Day. The Mets will pay the now 53-year-old who has not played in a major league game since I was born 20 years ago $1.193 million today. Unfortunately for the Mets, last night was a brutal game. Ozzy Al... Ozzy Albez, oh wow, <clears throat> Albez did have a five-hit, seven-run, a seven-RBI night last night, including two home runs. The, Bra- the Braves win it 20-2. And things aren't much better in the Bronx either. The Yankees had the lead in the ninth inning. But a seven-run ninth inning by the Braves, uh, by the Angels, including a grand slam, gave the Angels an 11-8 victory. That is your sports report for the day. Wow. A lot of things going on in the sports world. And I will say the Suns have been a surprise team this year. Um, I didn't see that coming. I know they were good in the bubble, but the NBA finals, good for them. Good for Phoenix. Hey, man, listen, I got to say, Chris Paul made a difference. Yeah, Chris Paul's the man. But that is probably all, actually not all the sports talk. We'll have a little bit more in a couple minutes or so. But more importantly, we have to change gears. I know Wednesdays are normally easier going on the show, but... There was a crazy story coming out of Pennsylvania uh, as Bill Cosby has been freed from prison over his sex conviction being overturned. So Pennsylvania's highest court throughout Bill Cosby's sexual assault conviction, and he has been released from prison. The reason for the release was that the prosecutor who brought the case was bound by his predecessor's agreement not to charge Cosby. The agreement was not in writing. After serving nearly three years out of his 10-year sentence for drugging and violating Temple University sports administrator Andrea Constan in 2004, Cosby, age 83, was seen walking to his suburban Philadelphia home throwing up a peace sign. His lawyer, Jennifer Bonnier, said, we are thrilled to have Mr. Cosby home. He served three years of an unjust sentence, and he did it with dignity and principle, she added. Constan and her lawyers called the ruling disappointing, and they, like many other advocates, expressed fear that it could discourage sexual assault victims from coming forward. We urge all the victims to have their voices heard. Now, this is probably the least, I was not expecting to hear this uh, last night, going through AP News and all these other news websites. I didn't know this was even a possibility or in the talks. And it's, you know, it's a kind of a disgusting act, in my personal opinion, because I don't know, all the signs pointed to that Mr. Cosby is a freak and a disgusting person and he probably shouldn't be out in prison or out of prison. And what do you guys have thoughts about it? Um, well, let's just say two things. One, it's 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 horrible because it just shows that, like you said, that it's going to just make, make it seem as though that uh, sexual assault victims won't be able to have a say in what they, what they really should express themselves with. And it just shows that, you know, if you have a lot of money, you can do pretty much anything in the world. It, it, that's just, that's just, it's a, it's a principle that's just, it just hurts to see. Um, on the other hand, I mean, yeah, I, I would not ever support this at all, but 
Bill Cobb's an eighty three year old man, and for him to spend the rest of his life in in jail, it's it's tough. But that's the reality of it. He she he did he did the crime. He should he has to he should pay should you know did that he should have to suffer suffer throughout. And for him to be such a beloved American figure, it just shows you that you know you really don't know who a person really is. Yeah. I find it a bit ironic that it says we urge all victims to have their voices heard. Well, you're not really listening to the victim here, are you? Because no, no, that was the the one that was assaulted. The that. Ah, uh, okay. So it wasn't actually the lawyers. Who no, was no, saying. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. But what I don't understand is the agreement was not in writing. It that's wasn't the craziest in writing. part. So there is no def- definite reason for why he should be released. Whether he's 83 or not, he did something totally disgusting. And he should serve that, t- ooh, that time for it. Although he's served three years, that's not... This, this woman then has to live with being taken advantage of for the rest of her life. And this man gets to have three years in prison. That's it. Which doesn't seem quite fair, really. Yeah, it's definitely not right. And I was also like reading and looking at his sentence. Even if he did serve his full sentence, it's only a 10-year sentence. I think that his original sentence should have been much longer in the first place. Because I I personally thought that was going to be the last we heard of Bill Cosby. Like I thought that was going to be like Mm -hmm. the end of it. Um, but three to 10 year sentence is really not a lot for assaulting someone. And the fact that he'd even serve the full thing, it's kind of sad. It is very sad. And I also, uh, I did some research on like social media and all this stuff. And it is gross to see how many supporters that he had. They're like, thank God, you know, Bill Cosby's out. He didn't deserve to be in there. I'm like, have you seen or heard of anything that he was accused of? Like, that stuff is terrible. And the fact that what Cam said, it's true. No matter how much money you have, you could always somehow buy your way out in some fact of the matter, no matter what crime you commit. And it's a travesty that this, that Bill Cosby is out and he's able to just live his life as if really nothing truly happened. He's just going to go home, chill out, watch the NBA or whatever, and he's just going to keep on living. And he's already back on social media himself, too. Who is following is Bill Cosby on Twitter? Is Who? he really also? Yes. That he is, is like, disgusting. If, are if are you, you kidding me? If you think about it, Donald Trump was president for four years and all the allegations on him, it doesn't really matter like where, how many allegations someone has, what, whatever someone has done, whether how, however many laws they've broken, if you have money, you can get away with anything and that's just disgusting that the law does not account for those people with money with status but it accounts for everyone else nope so stupid i was so fr- like i was genuinely angry for a while after hearing this because i just don't understand how at any point he's able to go back to his life and meanwhile the victims that he is completely destroyed have to spend every day reminded of the fact that the person that assaulted him or assaulted them, he gets to live their life. And then they have to constantly deal with that internally, knowing that he's fine. 
He served a couple years. It's okay. That's, you know, he did his time, apparently. Just three years is fine. That's pretty much what the government or the Philadelphia court said. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a travesty. It's really a travesty. And, you know, it's, I, I, you can't make any, any light of the situation, no matter which, no matter what. Um, it's really just tough to see something like this. Uh, that lawyer deserves a raise. That lawyer deserves all the money in the world for doing that. But like, that's ridiculous. How do you, how, for someone, there's the long list of different people that Bill Cosby has sexually assaulted. All those poor, all those poor individuals have to deal with that for the rest of their lives while Bill Cosby is sitting there chilling. Why? Why? Have, no. I, I see, like, you know, if, if they're going to have to suffer like that, have him suffer like that. It, it, just, it, just, doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's crazy. He's probably going to go like on a PR tour now that he's out of jail, write a book oh, or something. Oh, yeah, gonna have a sure. movie and people are gonna be like wow bill cosby was innocent he was he was this great guy just misunderstood or whatever and i know it's gonna happen and he's gonna have that weird supporting following and it's it's disgusting it's so awful i just can't take it but guys i think we should calm down a little bit and move on to our next story which is a little lighter it's a little more supportive and i let uh, cam tell this story Yay. Okay, so this is months in the making. The NCAA clears athlete endorsement restrictions. What that means is now half a million student athletes will now be able to make their money based on their famous celebrity without really losing their eligibility. Um, this has been something that's been going on for decades, since well back into the 60s. And, well, now, you know, student, uh, student athletes can go get endorsements. They basically are professionals now. So personally, I, I I'm I'm all for it. You know, I'm a as you guys know, I'm a I'm a student athlete here at Mother State, and um, you know, I would like to, I I, I personally feel like I I, I have a, a giant weight off my shoulders. Um, you know, I yesterday I was I was watching a lot of videos about it. Um, shout out to my 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 guy destroying. He was the first guy to really uh, do this. He lost his eligibility. He was a kicker at UCF. And I remember seeing that story years ago. Like, wow, that's 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 unfortunate. How how can the NCAA really just just deem someone ineligible because they have a YouTube channel? Because of, because of his sacrifices, now we all now us athletes can uh, really compensate off that. And I feel as though that you know being able to do that, uh, it just makes life much more easier for me in terms of uh, finances. And I could uh, just as a student athlete at a Division three, I could really just I could really pay for my education now. And I I would just really that's really just one thing I'm really just really blessed and really grateful for. Just looking forward to being able to use this. That's honestly so great. And um, I've been waiting about, I've been following this story for years, pretty much like you mentioned, destroying earlier. He kind of set the, I guess the first initial domino to fall was him. And I think a lot of people ended up getting eyes on it because he was on sports center. He was on all these news and media outlets telling his story about how he was just making these YouTube videos for fun then he was then YouTube was able to start paying him for his videos. And then once he started getting paid, then it was a problem, which is yeah. already ridiculous enough considering how much money the NCAA generates, especially like a, a school like UCF who was like on the uprise too. They had to have been generating a lot of income oh. considering that they were like their stadium was always sold out at their games. 
And this is like just happened. Like I know someone already made their logo, Graham Mertz. Like it was yeah, Graham Mertz. Yeah, uh, quarterback Wisconsin uh, mm-hmm. made his made his logo. I think on Monday. Yeah, it was, it was, it was even sometimes. before the announcement. Yeah, this week he said, mm-hmm. "All right, well, word." He's like, oh, "I'm no. ready." <laughs> but yeah, it's cool because now um one of my favorite games growing up was the NCAA football games. So oh yeah, oh yeah. I think those are coming back now with this agreement, uh, and it's really cool. I don't think they're using their likeness in the game, though, because then they'll actually have to start paying them from the university yeah. themselves. Because, you know, that's such an awful idea, right? Pay the people that make you all this money. Who would have yeah. thought? From a non-sports profess- uh, perspective, what do you think, Ali, Mia? Any, any thoughts? Um, well, I think it's great because... You know, I don't play any college level sports, but I have played sports my whole life. So I do know the dedication that athletes put in and they deserve to be paid if really like they're the ones putting in all the work and they're really not getting the money for it. I think it's a great idea and I'm very happy that it's finally being put into act. And I was actually thought it was interesting because last night I was on TikTok and there's a basketball player who is kind of famous on there from Oregon. Her name is Sedona Prince. She has almost 3 million followers on TikTok, made a decent amount of money from TikTok, wasn't able to get any of that money until now, and just made a video about it and explaining it all. And I thought that was pretty crazy, but I was like, I'm very happy that she finally got it. But it's crazy that it took this long for the athletes to get the fair pay they deserve. That's crazy. Thoughts, Mia? Um, I wish, wish we had that here. Um... No, I know, I know that, um, so obviously, uh, the UK football is very different to US football, um, but here it's, it's very, very popular and footballers get paid like sometimes half a million for pretty much doing nothing, um, but they put a lot of a lot of um, um, a lot of their time into the sport, and I just find it a little bit unfair when there are um, teenagers and um, early twenties uh, people in their early twenties that have given so much to sports, and they're not really getting a lot back from it, except for maybe a. Um, certificate or um, uh, or a trophy um, I myself I used to play um, football for a girls team um, but uh, I stopped doing that when I I think when I um, turned 16 um, so that's one thing that I don't quite like about certain sports is that they just, they don't give anything back to these people that, that give so much to the sport. Um, I don't, I don't think we actually do have anything um, to do with like giving compensation to uh, these student athletes. Um, yeah, we don't. I'm pretty sure we don't, unless you actually get signed with a football manager or Wimbledon manager, anything like that. Um, unless you get signed, you don't get any compensation. You have to get like 
really, really high to get that compensation. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, hopefully this leads to, I guess, less crazy recruiting stories uh, in NCAA, uh, especially like you hear about Tennessee. I think it was Tennessee where they were like handing out uh, money in McDonald's like paper bags to their incoming recruitments and all this stuff. And it was pretty, I want to say it was Tennessee, but that's crazy that recruiting can get so crazy that you're willing to just stuff bags of money and give it to these kids as a way to just be like, come to my school. Well, that's, that's, I think that's really something else. uh, Nowadays, uh, kids really just look at schools that will, be best for their brands schools such as you know university of southern california um university of miami just those kind of schools that are you know near big metro metropolitan areas big air like big business areas uh it's gonna just just gonna see a lot of uh recruits i think lean towards those those directions which is not good for you know some other schools but hey man listen you could build your you could invest in local companies have your local companies you know invest in you and you know the best part about me going to Montclair State, I got New York City right there. So like, we, I I I think I think I got it made in the shade from there. Um, and like you said earlier with the uh, NCAA athletes, well NCAA cover NCAA football. Um, hey, now now we can see more modern day players actually on the cover instead of uh, have have them wait until they graduate or leave end their eligibility just so they can put them on the cover. You can see you know, guys like Spencer Rattler on the cover one year or you know bryce young just have all those different guys so the the possibilities are endless they really are and i got one final question related to this story and it's for you specifically cam when's the logo coming out for you uh my logo will be coming out i got two weeks it's gonna come out my birthday july 14th so uh, stay tuned oh your july birthday so am i july 4th oh so this is something i got you all right guys let's move on to a new ranking that has been released where it's ranking, I believe, the top uh, 3,000-ish counties in the United States. Uh, and it's surprising as 10 of them come from our state of New Jersey, which I was shocked to hear. Uh, so we're killing it, people. Uh, so the ranking was based on 10 categories, including population, health, equity, education, econ- economy, housing, food and nutrition, environment, public safety, community vitality, and infrastructure. And coming in at the highest ranking for our state in this wonderful list of way too many counties, uh, at 15 is Hunterdon County, at 20, Morris County, 51, Somerset, 92, Bergen, 107, Sussex, 208, Burlington, 254, Monmouth, 350, Middlesex, 397, Warren County, and 398, Gloucester County and Gloucester County, Gloucester County. I'm from there. Gloucester County. (laughs) You know what? As far as I've never actually even heard of that county name until uh, until yesterday. This list makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) Uh, And lastly, the number one ranked county in all the U.S. is actually. Anyone want to take a guess of what state is? Unless you looked at the the news report. I'm gonna Uh, guess that it's in Virginia. In Virginia, okay. I want to say. I want to say probably Utah. Utah. Okay. Mia, do you have any random state to guess in this conversation? No, I don't. I don't know many counties. <laughs> no, you could give like a random state. That's fine. <laughs> My brain is saying 
Alabama State? Alabama. Alabama. That definitely wouldn't be it. That would be the shocker of the century if Alabama yeah, had one that of would, the healthiest be. counties. <laughs> but it actually, guys, I was surprised by this too. It's actually from New Mexico. Uh, really? Yeah, Los Alamos County in New Mexico is number one in all the rankings. Wow. So any thoughts, guys, about did, did your county make the list? Um, yeah, my county did. Gloucester County. Hey, good job. Good job out there, folks. Uh, yeah, 398. I could actually see that happening, too, because uh, actually me personally, my just where I grew up, I had four different schools, four different four different elementary schools, then middle school, then high school. And I think it's the same way throughout the entire county. Uh, yeah, throughout the entire county. Um, we had there's like 700 different elementary schools in our county i think i just threw that number out there i don't know if it's, that's a fact but we have a lot of a lot of elementary schools and um it's it's kind of amazing to see that the edu- educational wise yeah uh food nutrition absolutely we have just me just based off where i live i have uh like seven farms within like a five mile radius of me um just all these different all these different locations not really really don't have much crime infrastructure we are we're, we keep we, uh, keep building we actually just put it in like three mo- three new hospitals and you know it's just like one of those things that you know i'm proud to be a, me- a member of gloucester county and you know it's kind of like it's very very like very very in- amazing to see yeah i'm proud of your county too i don't claim it but good for you guys but something brought from the void as i like to call it uh is that new mexico is actually one of the most bottom state like dead last ranking uh they did like a poll of like all the states and they were considered dead last so it's shocking to see that one of their counties is number one according to wallet hub very interesting name uh i would probably change wallet hubs uh user account name but yeah that's i think that's shocking what is so great about this one county new mexico no, 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 I look, I gotta see this now. Yeah, I feel like I need to take a tour of it. Maybe there's like a YouTube drone footage of uh, of this beautiful county. But I'm shocked. So I've, I've worked in Sussex County for quite some time uh, at a convenience store. So to see them at 107 is shocking to me because there <laughs> is so much trash in Sussex County. I'd want, there's this one guy that always would just buy uh five gallons of milk every day and i have no clue where or what he was using that much milk for he would always just come in a very weird voice to be like i'm ready for my milk and i'm like why are you talking to me george please we were on first name basis too he ended up <laughs> very creepy man but yeah sussex county 107 is such a shock to me because i've seen the people and i just don't believe it See, we should we should take a switch because we actually have uh, a lot of uh, littering laws around here. That's why there's not much trash down here. Yeah, we can. I think that's valid. We could put uh, Sussex County at 398 with no information backing it, other than that there's littering laws. <laughs> what about you, Allie? Any of your uh, any of those uh, counties relate to you? Yeah, Monmouth County. I'm from Monmouth County. Um, I don't know if I'm shocked or not to see it on that spot on the list um, because there's two very County, anyone from Monmouth County will tell you there's a very, very, very affluent side and then a very non-affluent side. And it's very contrastable and I would never expect to see Monmouth <laughs> County on there. Um, but we do have the beach, so I think that's why I probably got higher. Is that the highlight of that county? Is just the beach? To me personally, yeah. Um, <laughs> 
I love the beach. So I love that it, I live in the same county as a couple of beaches, like Mammoth Beach and stuff like that. So it is fun. Um, but yeah, it makes me proud to see my hometown on there. Yeah. Shout out, shout out. Cam, what's the best part of your county? What is, what's, so you got the beach. What is, what is yours? Uh, well, we have a lot of land. <laughs> we really, uh, the best part for us is, uh, and I might offend all the Gloucester County folks around here. Um, we're very, we have a very, uh, very good view of Philadelphia and it doesn't oh. stink. So, okay. Is it, is it a nice skyline to look at? Yeah, um, uh, Red ba- Red Bank National Park. You, you take that drive. Uh, actually, behind Riverwind's actually probably the be- the better view. Uh, you see a very beautiful, very beautiful skyline of uh, Philadelphia, and the Riverwind's food is you know costs money, but you know it's pretty 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 solid, pretty solid. I always get inspired when I see Philadelphia strictly because the Rocky music. So anytime Philadelphia yeah. is mentioned, I just have that internally playing. I'm like, I'm gonna go on an eight mile jog, chase some chickens. And become a heavyweight boxer, even though I'm like five and nine. So I don't think that's literally possible. But uh, for me, uh, I'm gonna just look at Morris and Sussex County. I'm surprised, obviously, about Sussex County, but Morris County. That's I feel like that's valid. I feel like there's a lot of um, high income families in Morris County when I've driven through there and seen, for the most part. And they got some nice little parks going on in there, stores. So shout out to Morris County. I like them. I'm going to give him a nice little round of applause. Uh, and yeah, so I think it's time that we go Wait, on a bur- before before I actually just looked up the uh, number one, the, the New Mexico County. Uh, huh. It's the smallest county in the state of New Mexico. So that, that explains a lot. Then. Oh, okay. so, so it's, it could be a little skewed because there's not yeah, many people there. 7, 000, uh, 17,000 people live there. And hmm. it's, it's only 10 census. So. Hey, man. hey, they're still killing it though. I'm yeah, not gonna. Yeah. I'm shout out to New Mexico again. But on that note, uh, you know, we've had a great show so far. Had some highs, had some lows, deep conversations, and talking about beaches and stuff. But it is time for us to take a beautiful break, and we'll be right back with some maybe reports from the UK, a crazy main man, so much more, guys. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to the best morning buzz edition of the week. Every day or every week, uh, Thursday keeps on killing the game, but there's one thing that has been missing from our show for the past couple of weeks, and it is time to take a visit across the ocean back to the UK with our wonderful reporter, Mia Lewinton. Fill us in on what's going on in the UK. So, um, Police breached fundamental rights in their handling of the Sarah Everard vigil in London and killed the bill protests in Bristol. A parliamentary inquiry has found. The Metropolitan Police and the Avon and Somerset Force committed multiple failings in their response to the two events, according to the all-party parliamentary group on democracy and the constitution. Their report claims that both forces wrongly applied coronavirus lockdown laws and failed to understand their legal duties in respect of protest. It also suggested that officers taking action against protesters, as opposed to engaging with them before the event, may have increased the risk of COVID-19 transmission. 
at the Sarah Everard Vigil in Clapham, South West London. Officers in Bristol failed to distinguish between those protesting peacefully and those engaging in acts of violence, which resulted in excessive force being used, it added. Met Police Assistant Commissioner Louisa Rolfe said she stands by the actions of those officers who police the events on Clapham Common. She said they were met with an extraordinarily cha challenging circumstance and followed national guidance, taking enforcement action as a very last resort. The Avon and Somerset Force added, we always welcome transparency and accountability, but we strongly refute, refute some of the findings of this report relating to the policing of protests in Bristol. We reject any suggestion we did not facilitate peaceful demonstrations on the day of the riot and for subsequent protests. Whoa, so the, a lot of controversy going on, huh? Yeah, I mean, there's there's no surprise that they did breach fundamental rights because I, in my personal opinion, I think when people um, are given a certain status, specifically when they become a police officer, they tend to become power hungry. So even if people are protesting peacefully, they're not doing anything bad, they're not, they're keeping their distance, um, uh, they are uh, adhering to the COVID rules, lockdown rules as well. The police just find any reason to arrest them, find them, tackle them to the ground. I, um, this one woman that during March of the, um, Sarah Everard vigil. Um, this woman pretty much got tackled to the ground um, by three police officers um, and was arrested there and then. And she's actually now um, uh, uh, saying she will take the Met Police to court if they don't um, take away the COVID fines. Um, which I expect will probably, they, I don't think they will. I don't think they're going to take away the fines. So I wouldn't be surprised if this actually goes a lot further. Um, but yeah. It's the, so, oh, sorry, you keep going. Sorry, the, um, the, the photos and videos that I saw from um, the Sarah Everard vigil in London, that was just heart-wrenching. It was, it was disgusting. It was horrible because they were all just sharing like sharing emotions they were um like saying a few words for sarah everard they were saying a few words for all the victims of any sort of, of abuse and domestic violence um and yeah they they were pretty much all it was all taken away by police and the police ended up trampling all over these candles, all, of the, all over these flowers that were put down for Sarah Everard. It was just disgusting. That's awful stuff. But uh, in here, uh, police like abuse has been going on for years. So mm -hmm. has that been uh, like a sensitive topic in the UK for quite some time? Or is this like a recent event? Um, I 
think we're hearing obviously due to the past year or so um it's definitely come out a lot more that the uk police are almost as bad as usa police um and um i one of my um lecturers actually he um produced a whole film um based on this uh woman who was um tied up with like rope or tape or something um 15 meters of tape she was tied up um and she suffocated in her home in front of her i think it was seven-year-old child and um uh this family um uh yeah they were they are black and the it was white police officers, all male, came into her house at four or five a.m. and just killed her mm-hmm. because she outstayed her welcome on her um on her visa, and it was literally she didn't even find out, she didn't even know that she outstayed her welcome on her visa um, until that day, and then it was literally the morning after she found out that they went and killed her. And my lecturer did a whole, a whole movie on on this, um, and even now, our BBC and ITV um, uh, TV stations they still won't air it on our TV on our on TV at all. They won't air it. And my my lecturer thought that because of everything going on in twenty twenty. Um, they would be willing to actually show it and they still there's they're still not this this happened in like the the 90s this has been going on for ages and it's the more that comes out of police the police force abusing their their own laws it's just it's it's just disgusting and the amount of youtube videos as well there's a lot of youtube videos um where people will they won't go up to police but they'll be recording videos and then the police will just start being really irrational and um aggressive towards them they'll they'll uh threaten them as well and it's just like you you are you are abusing your power there what why you don't even know who you are meant you're meant to be protecting us not fighting against us and it's just, they don't even realise that they're actually working for the Queen. They think they're working in a police force, but that police force is for the Queen. So. Any thoughts, you guys, Cam, Holly? It's frustrating because to see something like that, something like that, it, it hits close to home, especially for uh, for us back in the United States, seeing that, but. No, to know that it's not just just our issue with the police. It's going it's across across the ocean. Stuff like that's happening basically internationally. It's it's just difficult. It just really just makes us makes me really just really think like is what's wrong? Is there any hope for humanity at this point with the police? Like, can we really just go forward with this? Or what what's what's going to be the uh, the agenda? How how are we going to determine 
who's really the good guys, who's really the bad guys now. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing that um, a lot of times as Americans, when we're, you know, talking about the idea and the problem of police brutality, we kind of only think of our country and don't realize that other countries are dealing with the same issues that we are. Um, So it's sad to see that it's sad to see that other countries are seeing the problems that we're seeing in our country. And I guess it just kind of is like our motivation for us to like kind of figure out why this one position of authority keeps hurting like innocent people, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's tough to see that policing is a worldwide problem and not just a U.S. problem. And stories like this will hopefully prevent future events. And we, we say that all the time, but a lot of times things just keep getting worse. So, you know, you can only wish, I guess, at this point that uh, policing gets solved at some point. <clears throat> but switching gears, we're leaving the UK now. And we're going to lighten up the mood yet again with a crazy story from Maine. Uh, I as In a previous Thursday episode, I went on a very weird tirade about Maine. I don't know why I got beef with the state of Maine, but I do not like Maine. I think it's awful and should not exist. I once called it the worst state in the United States, and I haven't even visited Maine. So leave, do what you want with that information. But a man in Maine tried to post a $200 bail with counterfeit bills, according to the sheriff's office. Deputies responding to a report of a stolen vehicle in Waterboro early Sunday morning stopped a man walking nearby. Uh, the office wrote in a Facebook post, they determined that he was not involved with the arrest, but arrested him on an outstanding warrant for theft from a Walmart. The man said he had enough money to post his $200 bail, but when the bail commissioner arrived, he tried to pay with two counterfeit $100 bills. He was denied bail and returned to jail with the additional charge of forgery. Uh, The man was able to post a $100 bill later in the day. Uh, The sheriff's office said his next court date is scheduled for August 4th. Why did he think this was a good idea? At one point, did he think they'll never know these are not real? Like, did he pay Monopoly dollars? I don't understand what his true goal in mind uh, was. Uh, I honestly think that he... I can see both sides of it. Uh, <laughs> on one side, I, I could see that he thought, oh, these, these look legit. like I, I thought he could be confused thought bills are actually $100 bills, you know, did that. On the other side of it, he probably you know, said, all right, I can save some money, save some money, live better. I stole from Walmart, so you know, take their slogan. Steal, steal, steal from Walmart, take, steal their slogan. Let's get it. Uh, you know, he tried to, you know, just use the counterfeit bills, and, um, well, <clears throat> bad idea. He probably he probably stole the the thing stuff lower was definitely a monopoly game and uh took took the money from there. Definitely did had to be that. I want to know what he actually stole from Walmart to where he got charged uh yeah, like, I, for that. It had to be a big ticket item because I'm pretty sure you accidentally walked out with like a water bottle from Walmart when you do the self-checkout and you think you paid for it. Then you walk back to your car and then it says you didn't pay for it, and then you got this kind of internal guilt going on. But what did he steal to the point where he was charged? Like a TV? That's a big thing to walk out with. Though. I know. That's what I mean. It had to be big if they uh, if they have a charge out for him. Some, some sort of electronic. It has to be some sort of electronic. Yeah. Or he, you know, took a bike and his bike threw across. Maybe did that. That'd be funny. Know. Escaped with his stolen item. Uh, that'll, be, that'll, be one, that'll be one story to tell. 
what do you think, Allie? What's going on in Maine right now? Um, I'm surprised this didn't come from Florida. Um, mm. Oh, that's honestly, that's facts. It sounds For like real. a story, but um, I this man is very brave. I I w- I'd be scared to use counterfeit bills anywhere, but to pay a bail with counterfeit bills, that's that's a whole that's a whole new level. Yeah. 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 Whole another level savagery. You're a brave one for doing that. <laughs> Main man, shout out to you, but you are you're a fool. He's crazy. Yeah. Um, also, I don't think it was worth it in my opinion. I don't know if I would have done it. I would have just paid the two hundred dollars. He just got yeah. some more trouble for trying to escape two hundred dollars. Now he has to pay more money. Mm-hmm. So, like he had the money later in the day. So why didn't he just use that money yeah, in the first just, place? Yeah, just be like, be patient. If you don't have yeah. money now, it's like, you know, chill. Like, like, you'll hey, get out eventually. Hey, I got the money, my man. Hey, we, like, <laughs> like, what's what? Maybe he was doing it strictly for the story so he could tell his friends or something. And that's my only last. Because there's, I hope someone's not genuinely that stupid uh, where they no. thought that they probably are. But, they, you know, it just goes along with the theme of Maine. Yo, we, we live in America. Uh, people mm. are people that, that same people are not that stupid. That's, 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 that's saying something. That, that's, yeah. that's that's like ask ask for to win the win the lottery. Oh, I have a question though. Have you guys ever seen anyone steal? Have you guys stealed? Stole? Steal, yeah. Steal. Steal. Okay, I'm no longer the host of the show. I should just quit. Uh Cam, no. you can take over for me. Still still too young. <laughs> still still young on that part. Nah, I I stole us. I, I mean I've seen someone steal before. Was it like a big ticket item or something small? It was something small. Like, okay. it, was, it was. It was. You know, just a bag. The bag of M and M. Something. Something like. Yeah. Someone stole a gallon of water before, and I didn't a think. Gallon I, of water. I felt like I wasn't my place to stop them, even though I worked there, because <laughs> he must have been really desperate for the water at that point. So. I mean, yeah, I know. I know how it's like to lie. Uh, oh my god! I knew it was Cam. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm not gonna tell anyone. I don't work there anymore. If anything, I think yeah. you pay the dollar back. <laughs> We're going to move it to another story now. I think we've had enough of Main Man and his fake $200 bill. Uh, Cam, you want to tell the next story or, would you, or do you want me to? I will tell the story because this is lit. An army of ducks had invaded the Big Easy. Estimated to be as many as 60 ducks, they have taken over a neighborhood in Baton Rouge. At first, the ducks were not a problem until they started to multiply. The novelty wore off, says Dobby Osterberger, who also lives in on Summa Court. And the birds are persistent. Residents were feeding them, which created a food frenzy. Quote, we cannot open our blinds because ducks will be in there. If they hear the blind go up or the door jiggle, they'll fly up, Jennifer says. The ducks have been attached to Jennifer Richardson and her neighbor, and her neighbor Debbie Osterberger. They follow them when they walk on the sidewalks and even wait for them at the front doors until they come outside. While there aren't as many ducks, the neighbors fed birds. Now they're dealing with about 60 ducks. That is humorous to me. That is that is the greatest thing I heard all oh day. Just imagine a, 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 a colossal amount of ducks taking over the world. That is that is hilarious. <laughs> I had so much fun looking at that article last night because they also, um, if you click a bunch of links to eventually get to the original article, uh, which was done by a local news uh, station there is that they interviewed the two people at where are those quotes came from. And it was the funniest because they have like the sun, uh, Southern accents, which are always funny to me. And they're just talking about like, 
you know, it was tough uh, realizing 60 birds were outside my window. And I'm just like, this is too much. This is not a real story. And then they showed the amount of uh, ducks and there's so many of them. Oh my God. Look at this right Travel together. Well, let's squad deep. Oh, it was just so amazing. Uh, Ali, what do you think? Is, is this something I, you're interested in? Yeah, I was just thinking about 60 ducks and like how that seems like a number that is relatively small, but when you see it in person, it seems mm-hmm. like a million. And I really want to see it in person because I feel like it would be really, really funny. Um, <sighs> but I think this is, I don't know, I think it's crazy. I think it's a comical amount of ducks that are walking around this neighborhood. It is now the ducks' neighborhood. We have no other option. It is now yeah. the ducks. You got. You got to move. You got to move yep. to that point. You got to move their town. They start businesses, local duck businesses. They're selling things now. Listen, that, listen. That is that is now Duck Dynasty. Isn't Duck Dynasty based in Louisiana too? Uh, I think so. Boom, boom, right there. there duck Dynasty. Is. Boom. They they, they they took they took over. They took over. <laughs> the ducks got it. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, uh, say this event were to happen in New Jersey, what if it was? What would be the animal? Would it be ducks for us? Would it be squirrels? Squirrels, probably squirrels. Squirrels. Yeah, squirrels. Dude, but imagine it. 60 raccoons. <laughs> oh my god, See, raccoons? No, dude, I wouldn't. I would I've seen that. Like, deer. No, nah, I think it'll be deer. I think it'll be deer. Deer. That'd be trippy. I actually have a story about that. Um, it was one one day. Yo, no, we been a thing before in New Jersey, like in the woods. Oh no, see. I when I was growing up, right around the corner, actually, I lived I lived in this house. Was right, we live right in front of the woods, and we came back home one day, and we just see like a herd of deer just like come right across the street, and I just remember look, I look back like what is going on? There had to be like you know, there's probably you no know, like 10, 15 deer that, that came across, but it looked like you know hundreds of deer just just kept running, 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 and you know one one jumped over like they all just started jumping over my neighbor's fence, and um one of them got stuck in the pool. So my dad had to go over the, my, it was like, you know, March. So the pool cover was on. So my dad had to go over, help, help the deer get off the pool cover. The deer runs, runs to the fence, hits his head on the fence, backs up, gets over the fence. I, and that's just like one of those things, like it just sticks with me. So I can, I can definitely see deer taking over a neighborhood. That would be scary. Cause sometimes when you just see like one deer and there are two kids, I'm like, all right, I'll let you guys walk. I'll stay over here. Just please move so I can continue my journey kind of deal. But imagine just that many. I'd be like, I'm going home. I'm I'm going back, and I'm never I'm never going in this path again. I can't win this fight. That is way too many deer, and they're all way too big. That is awful. They got it. They got it. They got it. Yeah, animals got certain things on lock. Like you do not want to mess with that many of them, because they're pretty territorial stuff. Once I said raccoons, like sixty raccoons, it's a wrap for you. You're done. Your dinner. Like it's over in a heartbeat. But now we have time for one quick uh, story, uh, throwing it to the wonderful land of Walmart, where an employee tackles a deer inside the store, uh, which is already wild enough. And we were just talking about deer. So a video captured by a witness at a Walmart store in Baraboo shows an employee pinning the deer <laughs> to the floor after tackling the wild animal inside the store. Witnesses said the other employees opened the back doors of the store and were able to guide the deer back outside. And the animal did not appear to be injured and was last seen running away from the store. Oh, that's ironic. That's very ironic, yeah. actually. No, you know this is why this is why it's ironic. 
You know, you know, Barbara is no Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Oh, that makes sense. You know, you know, you know, Wisconsin, the Milwaukee hmm. Bucks, the whole thing, fear the deer. Well, the dude, fear the deer. The deer. Yeah, the dude, that, that, that's so, what that's that is very scary stuff, uh, which is also uh, confusing too, because I feel like I've seen a lot of different videos of Walmart employees having to stop deer from entering their store. Like, this is not the first time I've heard this headline or seen the video. Uh, and there's this one time where the deer that came in was just like bolting through like barricades pretty much. So it was like tackling shelves, dropping things everywhere. And it looked like it it probably definitely hurt itself, at least a concussion, I would think, after like banging its head on a bunch of steel crates and all this stuff. I've seen that video before, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, here's the- you you see some some wild stuff at Walmart. <clears throat> um, it, it it's like every time I go to Walmart, I always hear a bird, and that that's mm-hmm. that's like that's you know that's that's normal to me. That's normal. That's <clears throat> I work at a Walmart, so that's that's average. You see a lot that's of a, crazy stuff at Walmart. There's a lot. Of, there's YouTube videos on people you know staying staying 24 hours at a Walmart, so that that exists. But you know, to see wild animals, you know, such as the deer, that's mm-hmm. you know that's that. That's not the Wednesday night at Walmart. That's kind of very confusing. It, yeah, it's it's crazy to say that you know Walmart, you know, is the uh, home of this uh, craziness. But you know, it's 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 fitting. Florida of department stores is definitely Walmart because anything can happen. In <clears throat> oh, thousand percent. Uh, mm-hmm. thousand, like, if you want to talk about this pure chaos, not you don't ex- you want. Some something new and exciting every day. Work at a Walmart. I can't yeah. vouch for this. I never worked at Walmart, but you know, I just oh, I, can, up... I can vouch for it. I will say one of the I have one crazy Walmart story and then another just general retail story. Uh, so the Walmart story, not super crazy. I'll save it for another show. But we have like this section in the deli where you can grab like pre-sliced cut meat and all this stuff. So there's this guy and he he pulls up there. And I'm like, okay, average customer. He's looking at the meats. Then he grabs one of the bags, opens it up, uh, takes two slices of like turkey, I think. I want to say it was turkey, yeah. And he just starts eating it. So I'm like, all right, you know, I've seen crazier. You know, people do that with grapes. They still buy the grapes, right? This guy puts the package of turkey back in there and then just leaves. Doesn't even buy anything at all. He just leaves the store with nothing in his hand. And I'm just like, this cannot be real. (laughs) Then I have to go and find the package that he had left open. Uh, so I'm digging through and this guy was slick. He put it like underneath all the other turkey items, stacked a couple of cheeses on top of it as if nothing happened. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like you really <laughs> did all of this for two slices of turkey. And it's, you could see the bite mark in the bag. And I'm like, this is gross. Oh. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I'm like, how do I, how did I end up working here? <clears throat> That's uh, the same energy as the people who were licking the ice cream a few years ago. Yes. On the show. Except he wasn't even recording it for anything. He did this pure hunger. He's like, I can't go anywhere unless I eat these two slices of turkey for no reason. Ugh. But then very quickly, uh, my other retail story is uh, I had just started working at Kohl's. It was Black Friday officially. Uh, so it was very busy. Oh and this man comes up to me. He's like, oh, excuse me. Um, I lost my wife. So could you help me find her? And I'm like, 
I'm sorry, what? You want me to help you find your wife in this store, this giant cola store? And then me being me, I was like, well, I could either help out other customers or I can go on this goose hunt for this man's wife. who I have no clue what he, what she looks like. And this was the details. I was like, okay, so what does she look like? And then he's like, well, she's kind of short and she's a little darker skin. And I'm like, that did not help at all. You need to give me like a hair color. What is she wearing? Like you just described, she's human pretty much. Uh, she's human and she breathes. So that's cool. So I go on this journey with this man. We're walking together pretty much. And we are searching for his wife for a good, probably 30 minutes or so at this point. And I'm sure I'm getting calls on like some kind of walkie talk and be like, we need you back in shoes. I say, I'm like, nah, I need to find this man's wife. Uh, make a long story short, did not end up finding this lady, this lady at all. I don't even know if he had a wife. Maybe he was just very bored and felt like hanging out uh, at a Kohl's <laughs> on Black Friday because he had not enough details to actually have a wife. So he was, he was on the journey. He was on. He's like, he's like, yeah. You, he, she tried to have you be the wingman to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. find him, his, uh, find him. He said, find, I don't think he said find him his wife. I think he said find him a wife. A wife. Oh, could be. Because yeah, I don't think that's... English was his first language. Maybe he was. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to get me as his wingman. Okay. Hey, man. That's, hey, you gotta, I, res- yeah. I respect it now. Okay. I wish he was a little more clear. But I, he has a type. <laughs> he just wants a short, uh, darker skin person. And that's it. Uh, and that's that is pretty much the show, guys. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, talking with you guys, Ali, talking with Cam, talking with Mia, who's made her appearance back after a while. But that is the end of the show. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same place for our highlight reel of the morning buzz. I've been Isaiah Ramirez and goodbye, guys.